Disney castle and you're watching without your head. Keep your head on. Bye-bye. here at the station of decapitation without your head i'm nasty neil and i'm joined by the fine people here at bad candy we have writer and director scott hansen hey how are you doing and we have jacob himself jay gavin wild what's going on guys very cool so when did the idea for bad candy come about um so yeah the idea basically uh it was uh, it was actually just I love Halloween movies, you know, and I, I feel like there's not enough of them. I agree. No. I always say in the show, there's more Christmas horror movies than there are Halloween horror movies. Which I yeah, think yeah, I there's uh, yeah. I mean, you got your trick or treats, you got your Halloweens, you know, and that's uh, there's not much more past that, you know. It's and people are like, oh, well. Which I, there could be way more, you know. I just it's such a fun holiday, and uh, we're huge fans of Halloween in general. And just there should be way more Halloween movies, to be honest. So, so that's yeah. kind of where uh, we just wanted to contribute a little bit, I think. Yeah, so. and not that I want to compare Bad Candy to anything, but Trick or Treat is a good uh, is a good movie that it's uh, similar to, where they're uh, anthologies, but at the same time, it's all connected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we love Trick or Treat. And uh, we've gotten compared to Trick or Treat, which is incredible. I'm a huge Doherty fan. You know, I love his work and I love Krampus. Um, I just, yeah, there's not enough. You know, there's uh, there's just not enough horror films that are Halloween. And uh, I think we're more in the dark uh, comedy realm. You know, we're kind of a hybrid, I would say, uh, which I do. You know, I'm more of, a, I would say, Desiree and me. Like, we're more of the... Sam Raimi, you know, kind of uh, world with uh, um, we just we just like weird dark things, you know. It's uh, it kind of sets up right away, not to give any away, but you know, like person gets run over right in the opening, and you kind of sets you up for what kind of movie you're about to watch. Oh, totally, totally. So, and then Gavin, Gavin's in Halloween, so I don't know. He he likes yeah, no, Halloween he, movies too. He's in all kinds of horror things, but yeah. How did, how did you get involved, Gavin? Well, um, I, I worked on a show called The Righteous Gemstones, and um, I, I just fell in love with uh, working with, with David, and, and I think that feeling was, was semi-mutual, and, and he wanted me to audition for a role in Halloween Kills, and, and long story short, um, he, he ended up booking me, and uh, yeah, it, it was really, really weird. I, I truly give all the credit to, to booking that role to uh, our our. Um, time spent together on the gemstones. Pretty sweet. So are That's you a great right? show too? I, I love that show. It is very. When, uh, I well, I already knew Gavin, but it's just kind of funny to see drunk Gavin uh, yeah. <laughs> playing young Denny McBride, uh, fucking up some kids and just getting in trouble. It's kind of funny. So I love that show. Yeah. So are you a horror? Are you a horror movie fan, Gavin? Absolutely. Um, I mean. I have had to, I've had to grow up and, and, you know, um, uh, not let them get, um, but as I've gotten older, uh, I've I've gained a whole new appreciation for them. And and I think, you know, really Scott's film, um, was, and, and I truly mean this, the film that made me forget how special Halloween is, um, you know, it's, it's very much like Christmas in the sense of it's, it's its own, like, it's like this fog in the air. It's like everything around you is Halloween and, and, uh, um, it comes with its own, uh, lights and, and its own candy and its own, everything about it is, is just like a, a 
fog in the air. It's, it's, it's hard to explain, but Scott's film reminded me of that. And um, he's actually made me go back and, and watch um, seeing bad candy made me go back and watch a few other horror movies. And, and now I'm, I'm trying to do one myself because I just, oh, really? that's very cool. Oh, I think we might've lost your audio there for a second. Oh, I'm dude. I've got, I've got the worst Wi-Fi on planet earth. Got that Xfinity. <laughs> I do hey, as well. Worse than Xfinity, but I don't want to say the <laughs> name because we're, we're um, <laughs> But uh, like Gavin was saying there, when I'm watching in my notes and stuff, there's uh, it, a lot of it reminded me of being at a haunt because you have the cool lighting and, and the fog, and it definitely uh, it made me think though, was all that made for the movie, or did you guys you know borrow some from like uh, something that was going on? So it's funny you say that. Um, I actually grew up working in a haunt. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So when I was 11, I snuck into a haunt uh, with like this crazy costume I made. And uh, I started scaring everybody that worked there. I wasn't <laughs> going after the people walking through the lines. I was trying to hunt down people that were working at the haunt just to kind of mess with them and scare yeah. them. And uh, they ended up we were like, who the hell is this like punk ass kid? scaring the shit out of the people that work here. So they gave me a job. And then I just, you know, year after year, I just kept scaring people and getting paid to scare people. And I learned special effects and learned about acting and uh, making monsters and props. And that led me going to college and all that and getting, you know, further invested in it. But I'm a huge set uh, design nerd. I love any movie I watch besides the directing and acting. I'm always like, drawn to the sets and the colors and uh you know i I draw too so i would say like i mean just the attention to detail uh even with jason who was our production designer i was there every step of the way with him just like drawing out little pieces and sets and you know my my pitch to bad candy was like hey i'm trying to make the guardians of the galaxy for halloween movies where it's so bright and lit and colored that it's just a fun, you know, just looks uh, appealing to the eye. And, you know, it's a it's a tiny film. People don't realize how small Bad Candy's budget. Bad Candy's budget is the, the food budget on Halloween, you know, like the catering budget. So it's like, you know, you got $90,000 to make a movie where Halloween is like $20 million, you know. And <clears throat> we try to pull off what we can with virtually nothing. Um we tried our best, you know, and I, I, I've gotten a lot of great reactions to the film and I, we just, you know, just try to do what we can to, to get this movie out there. Well, all that so. stuff really adds to uh, the production value, the, the cool cut lighting. Okay. And, uh, and I, that's something I always like to, uh, I even in my notes, all the different locations uh, feel like they're uh, lived in, they're oh, not yeah. you know, for this movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's so much attention to detail, even Gavin, like, uh, he came on on early and I think we spent a year and a half, almost 18 months filming this just because, you know, and Gavin knows that I do music videos since I put, I put Gavin in like three or four music videos now, probably more than that. I don't know. I lost count, but, uh, you know, we, I fund the movies by doing music videos. So music videos is like my full-time job, I guess you could say as a director, but, uh, the goal is to do movies full-time, which you know, it's always a goal and, you know, we're still not there, but movies like Bad Candy open doorways, you know, so. But yeah, the, the lighting, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Haunted Overload. That's a big one here in uh, New England. It's a, it oh, cool. part of the, the documentary Haunters. And the, but the lighting was very uh, similar to me. You had a lot of purple lighting. Yeah, I've seen that. I do like that documentary. Yeah, that, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, okay. I, but, I mean, it, it's a gamey manner, though, but yeah. Yeah, McKinney Manor. I, I've uh, I've had a friend do that, and they didn't last. That, I think that he he got kicked out of San Diego. And now he's in uh, Tennessee or something. That guy. Yeah, I've had him on the show. It was a very peculiar interview. But I, I could, just talking to him, I could see how he could talk people into doing this stuff. He seems very kind, and he's an interesting guy. I find him interesting. He was like ex-military, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I think he's just a real torture. sweet guy. But uh, but there's definitely some. Uh, some sadistic side to him. It, it's uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gavin, did you actually do anything for Halloween this year? I dude, I didn't. And I was so disappointed. We, um, we just moved in uh, a year ago on Halloween actually. And uh, 
because we were moving, we didn't get to see if like there was a big crowd. It's a really small town. Um, so I think this year we were just kind of scared to go out. So we just stayed inside and, and, um, I, I think I put on a, a, a Ted costume, uh, <laughs> and, um, I, we just sat inside and ate candy. Well, that's, that's still fun. So how about yourself, Scott? Did oh. you do anything for Halloween? Oh, go on. Sorry. Fuck yeah. I scared all the goddamn kids in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you see my house, uh, yeah, we're crazy. We, uh, set design the whole goddamn house and, I think my power bill was like a thousand bucks. So we, <laughs> we went 32 days with like full decoration. And I, uh, I think we got like three, 400 kids. So that's pretty cool. Oh, nice. you know? Yeah. Which is pretty good for the pandemic, but um, yeah, we worship Halloween. We are uh, a little too obsessed. You know, I think we try to dial it back, but every year gets worse. So that's just the, how we are. And I, I love that. So yeah. So uh, was uh, the Chili Billy character, obviously it's kind of, you know, based on a lot of different people, but is it, was it based on anyone in particular? Uh, there, 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 was a, there was a radio DJ from the 70s uh, named Chili Billy, who, uh, I mean, we, we, honestly, we kind of like, just like the name. And uh, funny story, uh, we actually had Sid Haig casted as Chili Billy. Oh, wow. And he was locked into the film, ready to go. And obviously, you know, he passed away uh, right in the middle of the movie. So we were filming the movie. And uh, this is like late 2019, I think, or uh, he passed away. And we actually had no idea who we were going to get because we had we had Sid Haig. And then uh, uh, it was supposed to be uh, Sid Haig and uh, Zach Allegan. Uh, so finding Chili Billy was funny because like, we were like, who are we going to get? And Corey's Taylor, Corey Taylor popped in. And, you know, I've done a lot of music video stuff for, uh, not for Slipknot, but for, a lot, you know, a lot of the, the same uh, bands on the agency. And I was just like, what about Corey Taylor? Why not? You know, he has a voice. People know that voice. And uh, we sent him the script, and he, he hit us back, like, that same night. And he, uh, he fucking loved it. He was just like, I'm in. And I, I just was really surprised that – he uh, was so into it. Um, and he actually like over-prepared. He memorized every single line and he, he, it was, it was pretty amazing that his dedication, but, uh, but yeah, we had Sid Haig, which, you know, I, I like to wonder sometimes what Sid would have been or Sid and Corey. Um, but you know, it exactly. changes the dynamic because you, you know, he's got like a, you know, older guy and like, yeah. Breathing. Uh, it it seen as the voice. But, you know, he got sick and he passed away uh, mid uh, when uh, Zombie was doing uh, Three from Hell. So he got sick and passed away. So that was pretty unfortunate. And I, I know for Zombie, uh, Rob Zombie doing his movie, you know, they had to uh, recast and put Richard Brake mm-hmm. to uh, fill Sid's spot. And they just did that little scene in the uh, in the uh, jail scene for Three from Hell. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was interesting the way sometimes you never know how casting is going to work out, you know, uh, it's just, you kind of got to roll with it. So making a movie is not easy and you got to roll with the punches sometimes. So a yeah. uh, big fan of Sid and he was uh, our first guest on the show uh, in 2006 oh, wow. when we started and uh, really helpful to me. He got me involved uh, doing uh, panels at, at convention stuff. Just a really good guy. Yeah. He's amazing. I mean, he's one of the last true icons. There's a few of them left, you know, but Year by year, you know, it's like there's a list and it's dwindling down, you know, but uh, thankfully people like Gavin are creating, you know, they're a part of these newer franchises that are creating uh, new icons, you know, uh, for the future. Because like, I mean, you know, it's just uh, time, time rolls so fast before you know it, like that next year rolls around and it's just like, oh man, this icon passed away or that icon I don't know. You know, it's always, it's always interesting, but uh, we love Halloween. We cry too much. <laughs> so uh, Gavin, you, you knew Scott for, uh, before the movie uh, was yes. it through, through videos. Like you said, was that the first time you met him? Uh, the first time I met him was with, um, we were doing a project. It was a Pennywise spinoff film. Um, and we shot a demo for it. Um, and, and, I don't think anything ever ended up coming from that, but I, me and, and 
Scott just had a blast together on that. And uh, over Instagram and Facebook, we just kept in touch. And, um, you know, I, I make my own things. So I'm always willing to, to give a hand. And, and whenever Scott needed somebody to fill in a role or anything like that, I was like, heck, yeah, I got nothing else to do. Um, so over the years, we just kind of worked together every now and again and, and um, stayed, stayed. He, he kept me in the loop and I, I kept him in the loop. So, uh, did you write Jacob like uh, with with uh, with um, uh, Gavin in mind? Yeah, yeah. We actually. Well, it's funny. I, I like to play a lot of tricks on actors, uh, and Gavin probably knows this. I I have this thing where I keep people in the dark about what they're doing yeah. until they're on set. Um, and there's lots of funny stories and bad candy, um, but like it's just a style I have where I love to get reactions. Uh, based on acting when people have no idea and then you kind of like drop it on them at the last second. So we, you know, uh, we had, a, a, we had Gavin in mind the whole time. Uh, we were, he was in seven dust, uh, a music video we did and a few other music videos, uh, so many videos, I don't know the names, but, um, he's been in like three or four for us. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's an up and coming guy. He's a filmmaker. I kind of look at him as the little brother I never had. So, you know, he's, he's a good guy and his mom's freaking awesome. And, uh, uh, she's a a costumer on all these movies too. So it's kind of like, we have this like little film community in Atlanta and it's just like a lot of people know each other. And, uh, yeah, Gavin's, I mean, watch out for him and he's coming right up the ranks. He's, he's doing his own films and he's doing his visual effects and he's, you know, acting. I, I think you have to be, doing everything nowadays you know like what he's doing and i I dp i direct i edit it's uh it's crazy i find my own movies it's just like you gotta be uh, you know on all fronts so it's always interesting but um but yeah I, i had gavin in mind for the film uh and we just uh um we had prepared him for the role but like on the day of you know just so he has that fresh take on things and uh i feel like it puts you on edge you know a little bit so you get a different reaction out of people. And he's got some fans here in the chat room. He's got a, just another motorcycle junkie. says, my new, my dude, Gavin is a super talented guy. <laughs> uh, and Marky says, uh, Gavin uh, is an amazing talent as an actor. Oh man, dude. It's so weird. Like uh, they're too kind. They're too kind. Like, I, I don't know how to take compliments like that because to me, I'm just an average Joe. Um, and, and, and Scott, what you said, that really meant a lot to me, man. I, uh, I dude, if, if there's anybody to watch out to, it's, it's you, it's Scott Hansen and, and, and Desiree, like you guys did such an amazing job with that film. Um, and we were talking earlier about the cinematography. That thing was eye candy, dude, like with the colors, um, and just the, the, the composition, like that was an amazing film. And what you guys did with it, uh, with such a low budget too, is, yeah. is not, if, if there's anyone to look out for, it's 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 that guy right there. <laughs> well, Scott, you said you draw too. So some of the artwork in the movie was that yours or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, some of the drawings from uh, Kira. The uh, she draws anything she draws comes alive. So um, yeah, I have all kinds of weird. I got probably got five or six thousand drawings. I've been doing it forever, and just a little. I feel like if you're going to be a good director, you need to know how to draw and do your own storyboards and uh, composition line of sight for frames. And, you know, because when you get to a, like a DP or camera guy, like they're just going to listen to what you're telling them. And, you know, if you're directing, you're, you know, that's why I look up to people like Del Toro, Guillermo Del Toro. I mean, he draws all his own monsters. You know, he, uh, he storyboards a lot of his own shots. Same with James Cameron. I mean, he, he storyboards a lot of his own stuff and, I just have mad respect for that. So, uh, yeah, I just try to uh, try to be like them, you know. Those are my idols. I know he didn't direct it, but uh, Antlers is, is great, by the way, if you haven't seen it. He- oh, I heard it's amazing. Yeah, I have to see that. Yes. Yeah. It's, not, it's-, it's not a fun movie. It's very dark and depressing, but it's a, it's a very good movie. Heck, it's yeah. great you mentioned that because um, the younger um, – Harmon um, or, or Harmon in, in the Righteous Gemstones um, is is the main kid in that, and, and oh, I remember wow. he's a really good actor. He's yeah, yeah. Um, I remember talking to him about it. I was like, oh my gosh, dude, that's awesome! I, I I love to see when 
you know, friends of mine that, that are actors or in the film industry in general, um, you know, have something big like that happen. It, it was crazy. That's awesome. yeah, yeah, you did a great job. Uh, you know, sometimes a child actor, you know, especially given a lot to do in the movie, but uh, he's great. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, who did the effects for Bad Candy? Uh, we had uh, a, a variety of people, to be honest. Uh, one of the guys that we pulled in, though, is like, um, his name is Wayne Anderson. He did our giant bat creature and some of our blood stuff. But uh, cool story about Wayne. He is like, he's like the next, uh, uh, he's just a huge, like Rob Bottin, I would say. He's like the next Rob Bottin or, or like Rick Baker. He's already there. Like this guy is huge we uh i was just a fan of his and i messaged him i was like hey man i a huge fan he did the predator suit three years ago right. which i was in great you know bad movie not a good movie but amazing suit uh-huh. uh I'm, I'm still preferable to the first two movies for predator but uh um i was just like man you're amazing like how do i get you to work on a small movie like you know bad candy and he was literally on the set of avatar too in new zealand so i just reached out to him and he's just like hey man buy me a ticket you know i can make this bat creature thing for you and i literally bought the ticket like a few days later and he came off of avatar 2 from new zealand to to work on bad candy and it was just a weird you know he was just telling me he's just like you know i'm on this mega one billion (laughs) dollar budget movie where you know the deadlines are crazy and producers are yelling at you all day and he's like i come to your set and it's just like so friendly and chill and relaxed and no stress and um he's just like it was a different experience man and i was just like that's amazing yeah we just thought you were a badass and we wanted to bring you on you know and he was really nice and made this amazing creature and uh, a lot of people you know thought that part they love that part of the movie yeah, yeah. it's it looks great it's fun even before you see him and you you know it's flying around you're not exactly sure what it is and that's one of the that that night too and this you know this is something gavin can relate to is all those people in the pumpkin heads mm-hmm. um when they signed up for the audition it was like a fake audition <laughs> uh, I was just like, oh, you're gonna, there's a serial killer. It's going to, you know, stab everybody. And I didn't, what I did is like, you know, you're going to have a pumpkin on your head and, you know, they show up to the location. Nobody had any idea that it was going to be a 13 foot back creature with a 20 foot <laughs> wingspan chasing you. And that this is like just one of the tricks I like to use on people. And, you know, you put these actors in the situation, they're in their underwear, it's cold. It was drizzling a little bit. There was some fire, you know. There was three guys throwing weapons, fake weapons at you, and then this giant bat creature, and nobody really acted. They just all reacted. (laughs) And that's why some of the people falling is all real. Like, all that screaming and running is just like, you know, you get amazing reactions when you put people in real situations, and you don't tell them what's going on. And that's kind of the fun for me, too, is – I guess it's kind of maniacal, but it's kind of funny. You know, you're still, you're still that kid who was scaring the, the, the uh, people at the, uh, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool, but, uh, but yeah, Wayne Anderson, amazing Shane Morton. Uh, he worked on Mandy, uh, with Nick Cage, and he did our, uh, our little puppet guy. Um, and yeah, there's like, there's like a couple other people that are, did an incredible job, but, uh, I, I come from an effects background. I used to, that's what I did in college is make monsters and stuff and Bigfoots and ghosts. And so I've just kind of had that uh, attention to detail for the monster stuff. Yeah. When I was watching, I was wondering like, uh, you know, cause it seemed like it was very cold and you get these like basically naked people with ball gags. I was like, I don't know if this sounds like a, a great experience when they're running around. But yeah. yeah. I was in one. I had a ball gag in my mouth too. I die in that scene. <laughs> Mine was just a cameo. So I get my head cut off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, I'm doing it. You guys can do it. Um, oh, you're the one who gets uh, like the, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. No hat. So I, yeah, I get my head ripped off. Uh, it's very fitting for the, your head. Yeah. Yeah. By the wing. So, <laughs> um, Marquis wants to know, uh, what is the new movie you're making Gavin for 2022? Um, well, it's a, it's a short film that, that I'm trying to, um, to fund uh, my, myself, it, it's called Primal Taste, um, and it's a, it's about a cannibal 
um, who, who kind of haunts a, a town in South Georgia. And there's a, a local detective that, you know, starts slowly but surely putting some pieces of the puzzle together after a few people have gone missing. And uh, he realizes um, towards the very end that it was something that he kind of wishes he would have never stepped foot into. It, it goes a lot deeper than he thought it would be. Interesting. You know, what are your plans to do with it? I assume like uh, go to the festivals. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that I can um, submit it to, to some festival and, and hopefully we can, um, you know, get somebody that, that wants to, to put something uh, into it, uh, hopefully to, to make a feature. Um, but I, I really it's it's I've, I've made my own films and, and little videos and things for a long time, but I've always wanted to uh, step a little bit deeper into making things. Um, and this is kind of my, my first attempt at that. Cool. Uh, speaking of festivals, uh, did Bad Candy, pl- I know it played festivals, but did it play festivals where you could actually, you know, go to, or was it all virtual at that time? Yeah. Yeah. We had some, we had, we had uh, definitely, uh, I'd say there was about 15, 16 festivals where you could actually go to it. Um, it did happen during the height of the pandemic where, uh, a lot of the stuff was virtual. Like we had our trip to Ireland canceled, um, yeah, which totally sucked. But uh, uh, <laughs> we were supposed to go to Ireland and England and South Africa. We were supposed to go there and just everything got canceled because of COVID. So we luckily got our tickets refunded. But um, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, uh, it's cool that they got to see the people, but you actually see it with the people. It's a totally yeah, different. it was my first time. I was like, I could have been in South Africa watching this movie that I made. And yeah, now I'm going to watch it online cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. it was much smaller scale i understand uh, my first uh, short film was at fest and it did have a couple and it was going to play boston underground film festival which is my yep. f- festival every year and to watch it with people i knew and stuff would have been very cool and then it was canceled literally the week uh, before oh man so it was, yeah. a, it was a bummer but when you did did you go to the ones that uh that did have people there did you get to see what yeah yeah, that was pretty awesome going in person. And uh, we won uh, like 26 festivals, which is pretty crazy for me because I've never, I've done, we, we, I've done three films now and produced four. Uh, but, you know, we won a couple festivals. But I always think it's weird that like Bad Candy's a movie about a, a clown and this weird fucking town. And here it went, you know, 26, 27 film festival that wins Best Picture, which is just wild to me. Um, and I think it's just because it's a weird, quirky movie. You know, it's weird, it's colorful, it's fun. Yeah, it's very fun. Dark comedy. You know, we don't take our... I think the problem with horror sometimes is you take yourself too seriously, you know? And um, it just, you know, it doesn't get... You know, you just kind of lose the fun wherever you, you make fun of yourself, which is what we try to do the whole time. And that's, you know, the Mel Brooks and me and Sam Raimi vibes. You know, I'm huge fans of those guys. I always go back to that kind of filmmaking uh, or it just, it just makes it more fun, you know? And um, I think that helps uh, with a movie like what we had, you know, just being more funny. A big smooth in the chat room says Gavin was scared to punch me when uh, we were doing sound effects. His reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny story uh, behind this is um, I, so I needed him to do uh, some, some ADR work. Um, so I, I just had him in my living room and, and I put a lapel up to him. Um, and <laughs> Michael at big smooth, we call him. He, he's just like a dedicated actor. Like he, he's willing to get down dirty, you know, whatever he has to do. Uh, he's really motivated. And I love that about him, but I also, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to physically harm people. And, and he was, uh, he was like, yeah, dude, just punch me. Like, if that's the sound effect you need, just like come and punch me in the stomach. Um, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good, man. I, I think we can just get away with a few oofs and, 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 you know, huffs and puffs and things like that. Um, so that, that's, that's pretty much the story behind that. That's funny that, that he's, uh, he mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, I was also a big fan of Bill Pacer in the movie plays Mr. Grimsley. Yeah. Bill's weird, man. Bill's a good dude. Um, that was just one of those roles where it was just like we needed somebody who had the look and, you know, we put him in this weird house with lots of color and just had to, you know, 
uh, just kind of build that world around him. But he he's a cool guy. He's he's definitely uh, a weird guy. He's cool and he's perfect for the role. Yeah, you when I see him, I thought this looks like a very weird guy, but in a good way. You know, he's yeah he 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 owns it. He's a good good actor, local to Atlanta. He's in a lot of stuff. So. And again, the house is very lived in. There's all kinds of little trinkets everywhere, which uh, to me, I like to look at that stuff really adds to, to the feel. Oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and when I was growing up, you know, when, well, yeah, I'm, I'm 39. So when I was growing up, you know, trick-or-treating was like in the 80s. It was amazing. Uh, thousands and thousands of kids where now everybody goes to church malls and stuff where you get a couple hundred kids a night. But I remember like, the big things about like, you know, putting, putting chemicals in your candy and right. pins and razors and all these scares. And yeah, I just kind of drew from that, you know, it was, uh, yeah, I hadn't seen that in a movie yet. I was surprised I hadn't seen that in a Halloween movie. Um, you kind of see it in trick or treat where he kills the fat guy, but you know, this guy was handing it out to everybody with the razor blade. So it's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, kind of go back to we need more Halloween movies. You know? I, yeah, I agree. I'm going to use that Never. clip to promote the show. Uh, you know, uh, razor blades and candy. It's kind of fun. But. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Gavin, did you get to see the movie with an audience? I did. Uh, the first time I watched it, um, it was previewed in uh, we, we did a um, we, we watched it in our cars and uh, they, they drive in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and uh, we, we watched it at a drive-in and it's crazy. I remember um, watching it for the first time. And uh, like Scott was saying a couple minutes ago, like there were things that he managed to bring into that film that I thought were just something that was in the air at the time in the 80s that could never be recaptured. Uh, but he managed to do it. He made me feel like I was a kid sitting at like a, um, a Halloween fire, a, um, a fire at Halloween and, and talking about monster stories and, and telling each other um, all types of things like that. Like there was just this very similar to the way um, the original Halloween movie felt, made me feel the 1978 one. He managed to like capture that. Um, I'm not sure how still to this day, but like, that's how it made me feel. So I, I did get to watch it and, um, yeah, it was at a drive-in. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I grew up going to the drive-ins. It was kind of cool to see him come back for a while. Yeah. My, my first one that I ever did, I, I didn't really even know that the drive-ins were, um, really a thing until, uh, until bad candy. Yeah. I hadn't gone for decades it was, uh, I'm 45. So I grew up you know, going to them uh, when I was very young when they, they went away here for a long time, but it was cool to see them pop back up for a while. I don't know if there's still, if it, that'll continue or not, but it was fun mm-hmm. that they did for a while. Anyway, A lot of cool gore in the movies. What's, what was the, uh, what's the vibe on the set? Like in the morgue scene when the, when she's you know, having sex with a corpse. It's a very, uh, <laughs> it's a very awkward scene, and I'm a big. Well, fan. yeah, and I think that's kind of fun, like uh, with having you know, I co-directed with my wife, my now wife Desiree. Um, she, you know, she she works on like a lot of Netflix and TV shows, so we brought her in, and I was just like, hey, this will be a lot fun, a lot more fun if you're helping direct this scene with me, you know, because you know when you tell you know, an actress to moan and all that, it's always tough. You know, it's always, you, you got to do the sex scenes. It's always interesting. And I try to, it makes it funny. You know, it, it kind of definitely is kind of funny. Uh, but, you know, I was just like, you know, this, this scene is about this girl to, who took, uh, took some acid and she just like, she's very lonely, you know, and her boyfriend breaks, you know, breaks off with her on uh uh, a few scenes before and she just sees this corpse and she's tripping and she just like admires him for a little bit and hops on, you know, and has a good time. And then you just kind of find out it, was it real or not, or did any of this happen? So, yeah. but she, the uh, Haley Leary's amazing uh, actress too, to pull that off is uh, quite tough, you know, especially <clears throat> in a room full of dudes and crew. And luckily we had some women in there, uh as well which makes it easier for her but you know it's just being being professional and trying to get the shots and she understood the scene and i think she killed it she did a great job 
Um, it makes people feel weird and uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because I like, think uh, no, you don't normally see uh, with a woman and in, in a, in a corpse. If you see yeah. something, it's usually a guy being creepy with a, with a corpse. Yeah, and we thought that was a cool flip because I had always seen it the other way. Yeah. I was like, well, why can't it be the other way? You know, why not? So, yeah. Oh, yeah, so. I agree. How about the, you mentioned the, the little puppet. Did, did you keep it? What happened to it? Little- oh, yeah, he's right. He's right here. Oh, very nice. The things Scott has around his house are. <laughs> yeah, this is Murph. So, yeah, he's uh, he's our little scamp or whatever. I, I think you call us scamp. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Shane Morton makes puppets and he made this guy and we, we just, you know, we wanted it to be like real. And he did the green screen suit walking around. So he's like walking around and stuff. And, um, you know, if you watch the end of the movie, this guy comes back. So he's still alive. Uh, but Riley, you know, uh, or Kira, that's her name in the movie. Kira creates this guy, uh, to help get to bust out of her room. Uh, because her dad is just, you know, He's a shitty dad, so he wants to uh, just trying to get out in that scene. Yeah, you know he's a shitty dad. He's a good actor. I, I liked him. In the- yeah, yeah, he's a good actor too. He was great, man. He was. Uh, it's not easy to pull that off, you know. So it's uh, he did a pretty good job. And the fairy, the fairy is actually Desiree. That's her cameo. Oh, really? Yeah, the co-director Desiree. That's her cameo as the fairy. So oh, that's cool. Oh, by the way, when I saw the cat earlier, what was the cat's name? Cat. Uh, cat's uh, name is Pennywise. Oh, That's sure. clown. <laughs> so yeah, his name is Pennywise. So yeah, he's he's uh he's funny. Yeah. So Gavin, when you started doing the horror movies and uh, you started watching some horror movies, what what are some of your favorites that popped up? Oh man, uh, I rewatched the the Sinister movies. Um, and dude, like I, I remember watching them, you know, when I was young, and and uh, I just was too terrified to to pay attention. Um. So I, I watched them because Scott Derrickson wrote them and, and I got the opportunity to, to work with him on the black phone. Um, and man, I would say some of my favorites are definitely, I mean, you know, after filming Halloween kills, I, I went back and I watched the 1978 version of, of Halloween. I would say that's right up there. And um, then the sinister movies. And, and, and then I watched one, uh, lately i can't remember the name of it but like i just had forgotten how really awesome horror was um and it it, it all started with bad candy i wa- finished watching bad candy and i was like god like I, I can't believe i forgot about how magical the time of halloween is um so yeah i would say the halloween uh the original halloween movie um and the sinister movies are probably some of my favorite that's cool that you went back and watched your Halloween. Uh, it's weird because um, I do um, dinner and a movie with my friend Annabelle where we go and we watch four movies and we review them over dinner in Boston. And we went and saw the new Halloween and we were reviewing it. And uh, our waitress just mentioned she went to see it and she had never seen a, a Halloween movie before, which I thought was very strange. I was like, I don't know how you could go into Halloween Kills without ever seeing another one and then she said she went back and watched the original and i was like i know a lot of people online especially older people like myself they get grumpy about remakes and but uh it works that way people can see you know younger people see new stuff and then they go and and go and watch the uh, older stuff right right yeah and she went and watched the exorcist too which i thought was uh was cool yeah, I'd throw the extra stuff there, definitely. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. So what were some of the ones that made you a horror movie fan, Scott? Um, I would definitely say the Exorcist freaked me out. Um uh 28 days later, you know, uh or 28 days. Is that the first one? Whatever the first one is, the zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. Um people get mad, movie. they'll say it's not a zombie movie, but yeah, I, I agree. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah, I love that movie. Um I would say uh, Aliens. I, it's like action horror. That's probably one of the greatest action horror movies of all time. Um, that that movie could come out now and make oh, a billion dollars. You know, there's just that movie. And I love Alien, you know, Ridley Scott and all that. Um, uh, I love like weird stuff, though. I like I Spit on Your Grave, you know, those kind of things. Uh, Hereditary. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, all the Halloweens, obviously. Well, the first two are amazing. Um, 
I, I like Halloween. Uh, I can't wait to see all three Halloweens, the newer ones, yeah, yeah. all back to back. I love the first one from last year. This one, I was like, damn, it's the middle movie. Yeah, I know it, it, made for it. It's like the it second um, Lord of the Rings, where it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's like. But I'm sure when I watch all three, I'll be happy because right. I know what they're doing. They're cutting this shit. Uh, they're cutting two long ass movies into three, so mm-hmm. I, it makes you want more. But you're kind of mad. Uh, but whatever. Um, I I love Scream. I love Saw. Um, uh, I had a meeting with uh, today. I had a meeting with. Uh, Dan, for, uh, who directed uh, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Maybe working on a project. So uh, him and uh, the guy that wrote uh, uh, Final Destination. That was a cool meeting for me. You know, they saw Bad Candy and they dug it. Yeah, two former guests here on the show. Cheap plug. Yeah, I mean, dude, Final Destination. Every time I'm behind a damn logging truck, I'm like, no, yes. we're moving out of the way. <laughs> we're getting out of the way. Fuck these logs. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love... Uh, you can't see my wall, but I have like all kinds of fun horror icons. Oh, Pinhead, nice. Ash, King Evil Kong Dead. There. Yeah. yeah, King Kong, uh, Sid. Uh, I kind of grew up watching all the Gremlins movies and uh, Troll, you know, all those like weird ass 80s movies, uh, Demons. Um, there's so many good 80s movies. Uh, I just, I've had so many inspirations, but I think. Uh, uh pan's labyrinth man yeah. what a crazy movie you know like just a crazy movie um i could i could go on forever though i i love horror movies i, lo- I like all movies actually i love uh action movies um i like discovering i think french movies are wild french horror mm-hmm. that's like another level if you saw raw like that movie raw mm-hmm. when they're <laughs> that couple's like having sex and they're eating each other i was just that sentence blows my mind <laughs> They're they're totally going at it and they're eating each other. Yeah. And I was just like, what am I watching? These fucking French people are, are crazier than I am. I, I love that shit. Gavin, you're going to watch Raw tonight with your mom. It's going to be weird. <laughs> See if so you can make it through the movie. It's about this veterinarian who has a taste for, for uh, she turns into a cannibal. So it's good yeah. research. Oh, so yeah, for it's getting, yeah, inspiration for your inspiration. Movie. It's this veterinarian scientist, or no, she's just a vet, and she basically she uh she's like vegan or something, I can't remember, and she just develops a taste for meat, and oh boy, it gets wild. But, <laughs> cool. That's like it's it's really cool that she's vegan too, and, and she's starting <laughs> to have a taste for for not for not animals for, it's for raw. R-A-W raw. Yeah, you can rent it on iTunes. It's uh her her new film uh just came out. Uh uh, do you, it's weird. What is the new one? She yeah, just did? Where it's, I saw it at the theater. Actually, it was, she has uh, sex with a car or some yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. It's a very <laughs> bizarre movie. Yes, but it's doing well. It did really well. I I think uh, filmmakers like that are just amazing. You know, like doing weird shit. Um, I love the original Dracula. You know, Bela Lugosi. Like some of those set designs of like real castles and paintings, you can't tell. You just can't tell. Just so good. It's done so well. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm just a huge horror fan. You know, yeah. you, you got to be a fan to kind of contribute to the genre, but then you you don't really have to. You can just be a creative filmmaker that just likes to make weird shit and try new things, you know, and that's the joy of filmmaking is just being weird and taking chances. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know we're talking about Bad Candy and I was pitching it to investors and they're like, what the, what are you talking about? You want to make a movie <laughs> Uh, about a clown on Halloween. I was like, yeah, it's about a clown, but it's really about a town. It's not an anthology. I don't want to make an anthology. I'm not making VHS. You know, all these stories, they, it's like the horror version of Crash. You know, all these stories, they all like crash into each other and crisscross and it's about a weird town, you know, and that's kind of where I went with Bad Candy and we started writing a sequel already. We're like halfway through with the sequel. And oh, nice. uh, yeah, so we, we uh, yeah, I mean, talk about that, but yeah, the sequel is going to be hopefully shooting like late next year, I think around Halloween time. We want to try to position it right. Uh, if everything hits right. So yeah. did you film this during Halloween to get some of the, some yeah. of the backdrops and stuff? Here? Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of places in Atlanta where freaking Halloween is crazy. This place called Grant Park. 
in the city. And all those scenes, though, those were like real kids, like thousands of kids. There, there's that parade too in the in uh in the early part of the movie. That's a real parade. That's the Lantern Halloween parade. There's like there's like ten thousand people celebrating Halloween, you know, walking around. I just was following them with a the camera, free B roll. It looks like I set it all up, but I was just capturing cool stuff and fit it in the movie. Yeah. So. I think a lot of people, when uh, The Walking Dead popped up, they started to think of, you know, uh, Atlanta being a place, you know, that you could film movies and stuff. But before that, was there a film community? Not really. I think that's right when the taxi setup came here. And uh, I mean, Atlanta's exploded. Like it's, uh, you know, it's just been on fire. I, I think we had 60 TV shows and movies last month alone. Uh, and it's just like, a lot of people are coming here, and I, I just think that's awesome. I, I did my time in Los Angeles. I didn't really like it. You know, I uh, lived in New York. It was like, cool, I need a garage. You know, I need my own car. And uh, living in Georgia, you, it's a little cheaper. It's a little more affordable. And, um, you know, there's no permit police like there is in L.A. Like, you'll get fined if you don't have a freaking permit if you're filming on the sidewalk, you know. And it's Georgia's like whatever. And you can get away with a lot of stuff here, which can be good or bad, you know, I guess. But uh, overall, I love Georgia. It's a great spot to film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gavin, did you, is there any similarities between you and your character, Jacob? I would. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, I'm normally I, I don't know if I would go into a an old uh, house like that. I'd probably be like, yeah, no, there's no way. Um but then again, there's another side of me that's like, I, when I was in there and we were filming, it was, I mean, there were a couple of times where I just kind of got lost in, in how amazing the place looked. So maybe, maybe a little bit of me uh, would have gone in there in, in real life. Um, yeah, I, I think there was a lot of similarities because I'm very much, um, you know, I'm never the bully. I'm, I'm, I consider myself a, a nice guy, but um, I can be kind of uh, not necessarily a pushover, but if, if you kind of push me enough, um, I, I I'll do it. And I think that's, that's what happened. Um, they were pushing me so hard. I just was like, you know what, let me, let me give this place a, a look. Um, so there are definitely some similarities for sure. The actors that played the bullies. Uh, did you know them before making the movie? I didn't. Um, and, 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 uh, or actually, no, I didn't. Um, and he ended up being one of the actors ended up being in um, uh, the Mayday Parade video. And uh, he was a really cool dude. I'm, I'm very glad to have met him. Um, but no, that was my first time at, uh, meeting them. Uh, Angie Wilde here in the chat room says, uh, super proud of my kiddo has gotten to be part of quite a few things with Scott and Desiree Hansen. They're both absolutely amazing. I can't wait to see the incredible things coming up. What's up, man? Bias, but uh, this is very nice for her to say. Yeah. yeah By the way, I see the black phone. Um, I see the trail. Like I go to the movies every every week. Uh, that's the main thing I missed during the pandemic was going to the actual theater. So I yes. see black phone uh, trailer almost every week, and I'm uh, looking forward to it. It looks very cool. Man, um, that I, I remember getting the script for that. And, and normally, when I get scripts, I'm like. Um, you know, I'll, I'll read what I have to do and, and everything that's important to my character. But for the rest of it, uh, I want it to be a surprise. Um, but that time in particular, I had decided I, I'm just going to read the whole script. I'm going to familiarize myself with as much as I can. And I got done. I, I, I cannot stand reading. I, my attention span is so low, um, but I could not put that script down. Uh, when I got done with it, I was like, I've never... I've never quite seen this be done before. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a brand spanking new idea, but it was what they did with it. That was very different. Um, much uh, again, like bad candy. Like I've never seen a film that's um, incorporated the side of Halloween that people tend to forget about, which is the goblins and the monsters and the stories. Um, so I, I got done reading that script and I was like, man, this film is going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's very cool you're part of it. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, to be a part. And not only that, but Scott Derrickson was the guy who, uh, he was the dude that got me into Marvel movies um, with um, Doctor Strange. I, I really, 
I thought I would never, I know I'm so late to the party, uh, but I, I thought I'd never get into Marvel movies um, and I never really gave him a chance until Doctor Strange. And when I found out that he wrote Doctor Strange, I was like, dude, the fact that I got to meet this guy is, is nuts. Man, you better go back to Iron Man and watch everything. Yeah, I start from the beginning. Yeah, I have all 26 movies. We, we do Marvel we do like a one week thing where you just watch all the damn Marvel movies in a row. I love Marvel. So, yeah. And it's really fun with my older brother because he grew up a huge uh, comic book fan. And, Me too. Uh, I got so many yeah, comics. He has a Thanos tattoo long before people really Ooh. knew who Thanos was. So what, the very first time when you see the, the cameo and the, and the post credits before, you know, they make uh, the... He was so geeked up. He's like, oh, and he was showing his tattoo. And now I'm sure everyone thinks he got the tattoo because of uh, the movies, but he had yeah. it for a long time before. Gavin's got to catch up. Don't worry. He'll be. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to spoil. Fine. Yeah. It's one of the movies. Look, Gavin will oh. be in a damn Marvel movie here pretty soon. <laughs> Just give him some more time. I've seen, um, no worries. I, I've seen Endgame. I've seen um, Infinity War. Um, I, and I, I, and I remember watching the, I feel like the majority of Marvel movies, but, um, you know, I just, they were just on TV at the time. Um, it wasn't like I truly paid attention or, or really liked them. Um, so there, there's really no worries and spoilers. It just, I had to go back and just being older, rewatch them and, and gain an appreciation for how good they were. Um, so yeah, they, they, I think, you know, some, it's kind of cool sometimes to, to bash them on the Internet. But honestly, they're they're great movies, I think. And no other franchise has ever uh, done a good, as good a job as really intertwining, like yeah. intertwining so many different characters, you know, and such throughout all these movies. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of characters, you know, and if, if a lot of those other movies didn't work, you know, the 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 big the big universe wouldn't have worked. Right. You gotta start with Iron Man. You gotta start with Iron Man, and then uh, Captain America. He's, it's fun to watch him from the beginning. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that especially when you watch the, the uh, those last two Avengers movies, they'll mean more if you've. Uh, oh yeah. Built up to them. Yeah. yeah. See that everybody. Um, when I watched uh, Infinity War, um, or no, it was it was Endgame. Um, well, really, both of them. I watched in the theater. And, uh, I remember looking at everybody in the theater going, why are you so upset? Like, <laughs> like it was a wonderful movie, but like, why is everybody crying? Like <laughs> I had emotional impact that, um, you know, Iron Man and, and, and all these characters really had on people and, and going back and seeing clips of all types of things. I know now that like that must have that that couldn't have been easy to lose such a uh, iconic character. Yeah. Um, so it, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to ask Scott: uh, Does the number on the wall for a good time uh, does that does that number uh, connect to anything? Does that work? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, that, that they just tore this place down. We shot that at this weird gas station called South of the Border. Uh, on South Carolina, but uh, I used to is that I because I had family live in South Carolina. We drive down yeah. there every year and we get uh, fire fireworks. Yeah, yeah, that's the place. Yeah. That bathroom is real. You we the other, I think they took the the billboards down years ago because they were considered uh, racist. But they would have yeah. the billboards from my every you know you're ten miles away from yeah. Yeah, it was cool. That place is like trapped in the eighties or seventies or something. Yeah. and I was just like. For some reason, I always run out of gas there, and I was just like, "You go to the bathroom, and you're like, this is a great place to be fucking killed. Like, <laughs> somebody's gonna kill me. It's gonna kill me here." And I was just I, like, when we came up with that short, I was just like, "You always see the weirdest shit on the walls, and you know, what if you texted a number and it sent you a picture back of your feet? That'd be kind of weird, you know." Yeah. And that's kind of where that idea came up, going to south of the border. <laughs> I love it. There was also a lot of times I'm annoyed by any cell phone use in a movie, but yeah, I, thought, I hate cell phones. Yeah. yeah. I thought you did a, you did a good job making it a little interesting with the, with the, just the little visuals, but also I like the scene uh, when they're getting, well, and it's tough. Cell phones ruin horror movies. Especially, it's so, it's so crazy. And I, that was my, I was like, man, do we make this an eighties movie or do we just like go with it? We had to go with it. Um, but I hate technology in horror movies. 
because it's just not it doesn't make it any fun but yeah uh, we, we tried to play on that a little bit you know and just with some of the death scenes and all that because yeah, there's one of two things if you're watching like oh well everyone has a cell phone they could just call for help or no, there's, right. some, there's some silly shoehorn scene and why they have to get rid of their cell phone that usually yep. doesn't really work yeah yeah exactly like the, someone comes by and says, "Oh, you got to put your cell phone in this box for some reason." Everyone does yeah. it. Yeah, no reason for this. Yeah, how about the the cover art? Very cool cover art, which matches the color of the movie. Yeah, well, our designer uh, Eddie from Unlimited Visual. He he's amazing. I uh, I think me and him worked on this damn poster for like a month, just trying to send over ideas of how it would come together. Uh, he did like two or three posters for us, and. Uh, yeah, we were just, uh, you know, it's all about trying to find something weird that relates to the movie. And um, uh, Sam Hain drew the one where it's actually right behind me, right there. It's the, uh, it's too far away. Yeah. But it's the hand-drawn bag candy poster. Oh, nice. You can kind of see. I can't zoom. I wish I could zoom with this thing. But uh, And zoom with right. zoom. That seems like, doesn't seem right. I know. Zoom where you're at. That's a new feature. <laughs> yeah. Zoom in. I could, like grab it like an iphone and just like boop, boop, yeah. you know but, uh but yeah it's on the wall um but yeah it's uh yeah we love the posters yeah they're great yeah uh i assume when uh, you get distribution uh i i love the new posters don't get me wrong but th- they usually don't allow like a lot of the hand-drawn like stuff or i know i know the, the the distribution poster was the uh the pumpkin with the bear trap so i was like that's cool but I still like the other ones better. So, I, you know, you have to go with it, but yeah. it's whatever. Yeah. So. yeah. No, they, they still were cool. But, uh, yeah, uh, I do that a lot of times when I'm at the festivals. You'll see the really cool, like, hand-painted stuff, and then they, they disappear when they come out on Blu-ray. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately. So uh, where can uh, people follow Bad Candy to see what's up, you know, when the sequel comes out? And- yeah, yeah. So we're, we're on Instagram uh, at Bad Candy Film and then at Bad Candy Film on Facebook. And uh, uh, it's also on our company website, Digital Thunderdome slash Bad Candy. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're writing the sequel right now. And uh, if you like the first one, this is like Harry Potter on cocaine, you know, <laughs> like way crazier <laughs> so uh we're trying to get bruce campbell right now because oh, nice. you know if you watch the first one somebody passes away so mm-hmm. we're trying to fill that uh maybe a Corey taylor and a bruce campbell duo for the new radio guys you know um we try to get bruce on the first one but he wanted the entire budget so for for a weekend so we're uh he loved the script too which is amazing bruce campbell love bruce campbell um, but yeah, we're trying to get them. I think I'm going to be able to get them. Uh, the first movies definitely did pretty well and, um, it'll help us get a sequel, but it's a wild, it's a wild movie. The second one is way crazier. So very cool. I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, speaking of, you know, uh, you grew up, uh, a gremlins fan. There's a great, uh, you know, don't eat after midnight line in the movie. Should I yeah. Remember? Well, it's funny. Cause that was, uh, Zach. And in his contract, he was like, no gremlin jokes. And I was like, fuck that. It's Zach. If yeah, it yeah. comes from Corey, it's going to be funny as shit. And I was just like, hey, Corey, you got to you gotta say this uh, don't eat after midnight joke and just catch Zach off guard. And he just dropped it on him. And I wasn't allowed to do that, but I was like, I don't care. And I just had – he just dropped on Zach, and Zach starts laughing. And – uh it just made the cut, you know, I was just like, you got to drop the gremlin line in there. Um, Cause at first they were like, Oh, can we have Zach as, you know, shaped. So he looks like Billy. And I was like, no, no, let's give him a porn stash. You know, let's give him a little dated eighties, make him grow out his beard and his beard had holes and stuff. And it wasn't fully grown out. I thought it was kind of funny. So, but it worked out. Definitely worked out. Yeah, no, it's very fun. And uh, Gavin, where can people follow you? See what you're up to. So I, I've got an Instagram. It's um, it's it's J Gavin Wild, and um, I have two pages on Facebook. Um, one is is Gavin Wild, and the other one is the same as my Instagram, uh, J Gavin Wild. And uh, the most recent thing I've got on that is um, a really awesome interview I, I got to do with Halloween Daily News about Halloween Kills, and and um, as well as some stuff. Uh, I've got a promotional video on Primal Taste. 
um, that's linked to a GoFundMe that because we're trying to get it, trying to get things up and running on that. But um, yeah, it's it's Jay Gavin Wild. Very cool, and I'll, I'll share that link for you up on the website. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, of course. And uh, Digital Thunderdome, by the way, a great uh, claymation uh, uh, video for the for the intro of uh, on Bag. Yeah, yeah, we we love. Yeah, that was. I took like four damn days to do that. But that was my first time trying claymation, so it was kind of fun. Yeah. I remember, and I was like, "Man, that is really cool!" Like you guys did a great job with that. Took forever, and is frame by frame. <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's crazy, dude. Anytime I see claymation, it makes me happy. I grew yeah. up a fan of claymation, stop motions. Yeah, there's a scene in the movie where uh, Haley, the girl who's uh, doing the corpse, mm-hmm. uh, we we did a claymation of her um, before she, right after her trip, she turns into a claymation character and she like dissolves into the wall, but it just didn't come out right, so yeah. we cut it. But we uh, tried it again there. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Now you mentioned, you know, losing uh, icons, you know, over the years of uh, when I started the show, I almost had Ray Harryhausen on the show, but it never worked out. Oh. You know, that would have been amazing for me. So. That would have been incredible. Man, he's the he's the king. Definitely. I think still think it's one of the best scenes ever. The skeleton scene. And uh, Jason. yeah, 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 totally. I like the skeleton scene also in uh, Army of Darkness. Agree. It's, yeah. it's very similar to like very a similar. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and as a, I was a big D and D kid, so uh, seeing Army of Darkness in the theater was uh, right up. It was very much like watching Dungeons and Dragons on. Yep. So yeah. So very cool. Uh, it'll be cool to have you guys back when uh, part two comes out and when uh, yeah. the short film comes out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're gonna bring Gavin back from the dead. I don't know. Just right. 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 Dude, <laughs> make it, <laughs> make. <laughs> watching the the final film, like it come all together. I was like, man, I cannot believe, like, I was proud to be a part of it. It was a really good film, dude. We're proud to have you, man. And, uh, I can't wait to see black phone, man. And, uh, oh, I man, think you're dude. in gemstones too, right? Are you in the second season? I, yeah, I think I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need some more drunk flashbacks of, uh, David Bryan. <laughs> oh, dude, uh, man, you, um, I'm not sure if you'll get that, but you won't be disappointed. That that's <laughs> when you play a uh, young Danny McBride. Do you uh, do you get to be- gather with him to do like any like similarities? Like, uh, you know, how does that work? No, man. Um, the first time I met him was um, I think we were just on set. I think we were filming, um, and we had break for lunch, and and he got up in the middle of like like mid bite eating his food. Like he saw me, and he got up and and came over and, and shook my hand and introduced himself. Um, and it was just such an awesome interaction. But no, we like we didn't. Um, I, I noticed a couple of people have, have asked me that and, and said that. Like, did I rehearse with him? Um, no, I just I pulled most of it from um, movies like Land of the Lost and and um, as well as. I think two weeks before we had gone out to shoot, um, I had watched all of Vice Principals. Um, and I kind of got it. I was like, okay, this guy's like a man child. You know, he's a, he's a baby in a man's body pretty much with, with uh, his character in that. Um, so I, I really just pulled from, from Vice Principals and, and previous films I've seen of his. Very cool. That works. All right. Well, this has been really fun. I really like Bad Candy, not just because you guys were here. It's a very fun movie. I, too, love uh, Halloween movies. And it was, uh, to me, it was just a good time. Thank you. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Thanks for having very us much. on, man. Yeah, definitely. And I look forward to uh, some more of your work, Evan. Thank you very much, dude. I uh, thank you so much for having me. And, and, and I've had a blast chatting. Huh? Very cool. I'll talk to you both uh, another time. All right. All thank right. you. Yep. Take it easy, buddy. All right, and All right Gavin. Yeah, me. Shout out to Watch the Gavin. damn Marvel movies, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, 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 I will. I'll, That's I'll a great influence. He's telling you to watch Raw and all kinds of stuff here. So. Yeah, yeah. Raw, definitely. You're watching Raw tonight with your mom. It's going to be weird. <laughs> That's a great movie to watch with your mom, yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's something that you would say. Yeah. <laughs> you would. All right. See you, everybody. All right, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.